Welcome to Food Safety University, episode number 19. And today we are going to do part one of a series on getting sales as a food producer. So get your pens and paper out. I know I say that every week, but you're really going to need it this time, <laughs> right? Get your pens and paper out and uh, listen all the way to the end because I've got some good stuff to talk about and an offer to make. Huh? Welcome to the Food Safety University podcast presented by Dr. Michelle Fannin-Steele of Deergo Food Safety. Tune in to learn food safety in plain English. We will break down the ins and outs of the food code, HACCP plans, you name it. We make food safety simple, easy, and even fun. Now here is your host, Dr. P. Hello, 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 my friends. I am so excited to be here with you today for this week's episode of the podcast. We are doing a whole number of super amazing and exciting things here at the podcast so much fun what we are planning and we, we are what we are doing and we are it's been so interesting i have to tell you as the year has come on as the economy is starting to recover um and as we are getting cash upon cash upon cash <laughs> from the government um, and as, as the economy starts to open back up again. We are in, I 100% believe, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And I say that as somebody who lived through the Great Recession, right? Um, we are in a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to capitalize on our businesses and to go big or go home. And I told you all that this time last year, okay? And the people who listened to me, I have one client who has 10X their business since this time last year, and they have not done it by working more hours. They haven't done it by, I mean, they've done it by producing more food, I will tell you that. Uh, <laughs> but they've done it by getting better at their business, okay? And they've done it by implementing what I am going to teach you right now. Okay, because I have to tell you, there is something you need to know about sustainable food. Sustainable food is sustainable when sustainable food is profitable. Okay, and we are going to tackle head on, okay, in this podcast series, which I'm going to be doing over the course of the, of the spring, on how to make money as a food producer, because you know what I know how to do? I know how to help food producers make money because that is what my clients do. They make money because they know with money comes freedom and opportunity. So that's what we are going to be doing here. Now, as I announced last week, we have some changes coming up to the podcast. Uh, David Zarling, who's part of the Meat Block podcast and who came and started working for me last uh, fall, he is going to start dropping podcasts. I think the first podcast, he's coming on as a guest next week. And then um, the first podcast he's dropping is going to be uh, a week from Monday. And he is going to start talking. I think the first things that he's going to start talking about are plant management. Because here's the deal. 
we love our clients so, so much. And we believe in sustainable food production. We believe in re-regionalizing agriculture. I picked up and moved my family across a time zone because I believe in this so hard. And we have some amazing things going on, like an on-farm event on the farm that I'm a partner in uh, coming up in the third week of May. And we are doing all of this podcasting stuff leading up to that event that uh, that you know like that event's going to be amazing you're going to hear more about it as it comes up but one of the first things that we're doing is is we are uh david's going to be doing a webinar uh on custom and retail exempt processing and how to run a successful profitable business doing custom and retail exempt processing. So link in the show notes for how to register for that webinar. We are actually over capacity for registrations, but we are going to, um, we are going to, we're still taking reservations. Um, there's a, um, and then if you um, can't make it, you will get the replay on that webinar. So definitely look at the show notes for, the, for that webinar um, and register for it because it's going to be amazing. It's next Tuesday the 23rd at 7 p.m. Eastern, um, which is, I think, a time a lot of people can make it. Um, and it's like we're changing up uh, uh, webinar times. I never do webinars at night because I basically can't spell my own name at 7 o'clock at night. <laughs> so, um, but David's in the other, in a different time zone. So he's a little, uh, um, he's doing it at the end of his work day. So I think that's going to be pretty awesome. But all of this work and energy and connection that we are making is all around making re-regionalization of food more profitable. Okay, I just spent um, I spent two hours on I think it was two hours on Tuesday coaching people through the Sustainable Business Network of Massachusetts on how to get more sales. All right, I had so much fun doing that. I was like, I totally have to do this with my podcast audience. So that's what I am doing. So you're going to want to take notes during this podcast. Uh, you're going to want to share this podcast with your other uh, friends uh, who are doing food production because this set of podcasts is truly going to be life-changing, okay? Because that's what we do around here. <laughs> All right, so um, when, when, we, when I am coaching people, okay, <clears throat> And I have, I have a whole bunch of new coaching clients uh, come on um, recently because there are people who recognize this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity and they want to take advantage of it. Uh, we have some very specific places where we start. Okay, and the question is always, what results are you trying to create? Okay. And I want you to think about what result you are trying to create, whether you're trying to 10x your business or 20x your business or land, you know, like in distribution or land on the shelves of a whole new client. What results are you trying to create? All right. And what is specific and measurable about those results? And you have to get clear on that. All right. I know it's really, you know, like, I know it's really hard to get clear on that because then you would actually have to like commit to something. And I know you don't want to commit to something because that's not how people work. Right. It's always easier if we don't commit, but then we real recognize like at some point we wake up and we recognize we don't have the results that we want. All right. Because I am here to tell you the results you have in your life 
are as a result of what you are thinking every single time all of the times where you know like you are wearing a shirt today because you thought it would be warm you thought it would be comfortable you thought it would make you look good in a meeting you thought it would be whatever it is the result of wearing a shirt happened because you thought of something while you were standing there looking at your clothes this morning okay everything in life is like that and i want you to ask yourself what results are you trying to create create in your life then I want you to ask yourself, why? Why are you trying to create a food business? Why are you trying to grow? Why are you trying to get new suppliers? Why are you trying to get on more shelves? Why, 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 why? Ask yourself at least six times, okay? So if your goal is to 10X your business, and the question is why? answer that question and maybe it's because you know you'll you'll be on more shelves well why do you want to be on more shelves maybe it's because you like walking into the store and looking at your food on shelves i definitely have people who say that well why do you do that so notice we've asked three whys by now why why do you want to be able to do that because it feels good why do you want to feel good? Well, because it's better than feeling bad. All right, well, why is feeling good better than feeling bad? Well, because you're more productive. Why do you want to be more productive? <laughs> like, whatever the answers are, and yeah, can you get yourself going in circles? Sure, but if you really find out your why, then those circles are really pretty productive. There's a great book by Simon Sinek on this called, uh, it starts with why, but you know, go get that out of your library, go figure it out and figure out why you are doing what it is that you are doing, okay? Once you figure out that why, you, the next question is who, okay? Who do you wanna be? We, uh, we call this the who before the how. All right, and whenever anybody comes to me and they're like, oh my God, Dr. P, I can't figure out getting an audit. I can't figure out this recall. I can't figure out what the FDA is saying. I can't, whatever it is that you can't figure out the how for. The question is always, who do you want to be while you're solving this problem? Well, okay. And when you decide who you want to be, your why exercises will bring up a lot of who do you want to be. You want to feel like, um, you want to feel accomplished, you want to feel confident, you want to, whatever those things are, a lot of that has to do with who you want to be. So I have a sign, I'm sitting here in my home office, and it says love, service, and self-respect. So what am I, what in the actions that I do in my business, how do I get to be in love and service and self-respect? Because that's who I want to be, right? So I record this podcast, I bring new and valuable podcasts to my audience um, because I love my podcast audience. I love being in service to them and I love the exercise in self-respect that I have when I get on Facebook and I do a Facebook live ever like practically every week unless I have like a pre-recorded interview. I do a Facebook live every week and most times nobody shows up for the live. 
and I do not care. I truly don't care because I know how many people listen to this and I know how many people watch it after the fact. Um, but there is a level of self-respect that I get to have when I show up no matter what. My self-worth is not dependent on what Facebook is telling me about my insights on my live stream as I do it right now. And that exercise in self-respect feels amazing. It feels absolutely amazing. And so I get to be in love and service and self-respect. And that is so much fun. So much fun. Okay. So that gets us into the things that we are going to talk about when we are going to go and make money as food producers. Once we know who we're going to be and once we know why we are doing all of this, then I will tell you your ability to make money as a food producer is predicated on three things and they are not actions. You cannot do more stuff to make more money once you reach a certain point. If you haven't cleared $100,000 yet, then yeah, you can do more stuff, <laughs> okay? Um, but if you're wondering how you're gonna get to $100,000 without killing yourself, then, then listen up, Buttercup, because it doesn't start with more actions, it starts with better beliefs. Okay, and what is a belief? A belief is a thought you think over and over and over and over and over and over again, okay? And that's how you build belief, is that you just think a thought over and over and over again. And I have to tell you, all of your thoughts are optional. And I know you've heard me say this before, but if you understand and you are detached enough from yourself to know that your thoughts are optional, everything becomes a hell of a lot easier. And belief becomes a hell of a lot easier because you know beliefs are optional. So I am going to give you three things today that you can have the option of believing in. And if you are trying to figure it out, the question to ask yourself is, what's the downside of believing what Dr. P is telling me on this podcast? Okay, and if you find a downside in believing about the three things that I'm about to tell you, I want you to tell me about it because I have not found a downside. Not found a downside at all, okay? So, your ability to make money as a food producer is predicated on the following three beliefs. Belief in yourself, belief in your product, and belief in your customer. The end. The more you work on believing in those three areas, the more you will sell. All of the time. All of the time. So let's break that down, okay? And we're gonna start with the easiest one for everybody, which is believing in your product. Do you believe in your product? Do you act out that belief every day? Are you a product of your product? 
So let's say you are a local um, and sustainable meat producer, okay? And your product is, I don't know, I work with a lot of salumi producers, okay? And you make salumi for a living, all right? So you're curing meats for a living. In your marketing, you have told people how amazing your food is, okay? It supports, um, it tastes amazing, right? It's perfect for on the go. It's got super high quality ingredients, okay? Um, and, you know, like what else do people, what else do people say? That it's a perfect snack, it's perfect for entertaining, it's perfect for whatever, okay? Belief in your product means that you take all of those things, it's perfection, it's convenience, it's quality, and you live out those values in the production of the product and in how you sell the product, okay? So is perfection of value to you? Well, if you've decided that you're selling your salami on perfection, then I promise you that it is because making a perfect salami makes you feel good. And that's totally fine. That's absolutely fine. <laughs> okay. And so if you are looking for that, then the question becomes when you're believing in your product is, do you believe that you are doing the right thing the right way every single time that you are doing it? And if you aren't, how can you more perfectly do the right thing the right way every single time you are doing it in relationship to your product? How do you do it, right? That's all you gotta do. You gotta just go out and figure that out. So then the next question is, what's your belief in your customers? That's the next easiest one. Do you believe that there are thousands of people out there that want to buy your product, that there are millions of people out there that want to buy your product, that there are category managers and wherever you want to distribute to or get on shelves to that are dying for your product because you know that it's going to bring more foot traffic into the stores? How much are you believing in your customer? And I would also like to point out here, your customer is the person who pays you, okay? If you are selling to retailers, your customer is the retailer. It's not the person buying for the retailer. That's the retailer's customer, right? You have to be solving problems for that person. But in order to solve problems for that person, you got to believe in that person. You've got to believe that that person is a person worth solving problems for. Do you believe that? Mary may not. Okay, but I guarantee you, you will get better results if you believe you are solving problems for that person and that person is worth solving problems for. And then finally, and this is the most difficult one for everybody, to 10x your sales, you gotta believe in yourself. You gotta believe you can do it. You gotta believe that you're worth believing in, okay? Did you know that your sales conversations are predicated on your own self-worth? And if you can't believe in yourself, borrow my belief in you.
I believe in you. I believe in all of my customers. And if you are trading your time for listening to me, then you are my customer as you hear me right now. And I believe in you. Even if we've never met, I believe in you. I believe in your products and I believe in your customers too, because I believe in the transformative power of sustainable and regional food systems. Else I wouldn't be making the investments in it that I make. It's a privilege for me to believe in all of that. It's a privilege for me to develop these beliefs in in my own business, right? What do I work on every day? My belief in myself, my belief in my products, my belief in my customers. Doing that has made more differences in my business than almost anything else I have done. Okay, so what are you believing? And what results are you getting from that? If your results are not what you want them to be, it's a question of belief all of the time. All of the time. And if you want help with that, then come on in to Food Safety University, okay? Come on in and get coaching. Meet with me one-on-one every week and let's work on this because it is transformative. It is absolutely transformative. Go to foodsafetyuniversity.com and download the 12 Steps of Passive if you have not. And if you've already got those 12 Steps of Passive, because I mean, I swear to God, I get 100 people a day downloading that. If you already got that, then I want you to go to enroll now and enroll in Food Safety University. Go for the all-in option. Get the two free hours of working with me. And let's work on that belief. I love you all. Have an amazing week. Tune in next week for my great interview with Dave Zerling. David Zerling. And let's go get it this spring. This is the time you are going to make money as a food producer. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening. Before you go, hit the subscribe button and check us out at foodsafetyuniversity.com. We have free food safety guides waiting for you. See you next time.